Hello everyone. Welcome to Math for Knitters. I'm your host, Laura. This is episode 41. And I would just like to say thank you to everybody who's hanging in out there. And if you're new to the show, thank you for joining me. I've been checking the stats and even with the slowdown on my podcast numbers, as I'm doing fewer of them, my numbers on who's checking out the site have stayed pretty steady and have even risen a little bit in October. So I'm just really grateful that there are still people out there who want to hear what I have to say. And I'm also extremely grateful to everybody who leaves me um, messages on the website or who emails me. Everything on this upcoming show, except the hat recipe that I wrote, comes from ideas and questions that readers or listeners sent me. Um, So if you want to hear a specific thing addressed, even if I've addressed it before, um, please contact me and I will include it in a show. So starting with, I received a somewhat panicked note from someone who said that she was doing the math for some uh, decreases and it came out uneven. I think uh, she said that it was like six and a half um, right dead in the middle, in the middle. So she couldn't round up or down, she felt, and she wanted to know what to do. And there are many options in this. And actually, this just happened with me recently with a sweater sleeve I was making. Um, it came out to six and a half, um, you know, rows per decrease. And on, in that case, I decided that it, e- it needed to be as even a decrease as possible because it's a sleeve. And I didn't want to make one part of, th- of the sleeve a faster decrease than another part. So what I did was I actually <laughs> wrote it out so that I wrote um, six, seven, six, seven, six, seven, and so on for as many as I, need, as I needed to make decreases. And in between each decrease I would put six rows or seven rows and then I would just mark it off with a pen as I went and it worked really well and both sleeves came out perfectly and I was very pleased with how that worked that is very tedious Um, I will admit that was quite tedious and also um, it wouldn't be practical for TV knitting or even plane knitting for me because I tend to get motion sick so anything I take on a plane has to be pretty automatic Um, but that was one solution, and that worked pretty well. Another one is if you if you don't mind clustering your things. For example, if you're doing eyelets, I think that the original question was for eyelets around an adult-sized Elizabeth Zimmerman baby gull lace sweater. I think that was it. I think it was the February sweater from Elizabeth Zimmerman's uh, Knitter's Almanac. Someone had changed it to an adult size, and with her particular size, um, her increases, her eyelids rows came out uneven. And so I was thinking about it and I thought, well, you could do it that way, but then you would see that one, that one stitch might be obvious to you. I don't know if it would be or not, but it might be. And I thought about it and I thought, well, you could group uh, your eyelids into groups of two. So you could just have two eyelids and then uh, I think 14 or 13 stitches and then two eyelets and 13 stitches and two eyelets and 13 stitches. And that would work, that, I think that would work really well. Um, so basically if you need it to be absolutely even, you can alternate how many spaces are in between your increases or your decreases, or you could um, group 
until you get to a round number, a whole number. And that could work theoretically for just about any any number. Or um, it, when it's not perfectly even, if you just have a very slight remainder, but your math still needs to be exact, of course, you deal with it just like you deal with a remainder in arithmetic. And all that is, is instead of coming out with a number, like say your calculator gives you a number like 2.1, well, you, you need to figure out that that's 2 times 10 equals 20 plus however many. Um, so you figure out how many stitches you're, you would be increasing or decreasing if you just do the whole number that you get and then you figure out how many stitches you have left over. Now if you're good at arithmetic already this is very easy um, but if you're not you might need to do something a little bit trickier. Um, I would recommend a bag of candy <laughs> um, and it might take you a little while but if you're a visual learner this might work the best for you. Just take your candy and pour it into a dish and count out groupings of candy and then figure out how many total you have to, to use and then how many you have left over after you do your groupings and then you can take your your leftover pieces of candy and figure out where you want to put them to get them to fit in like for instance if you have a sleeve that you know you don't mind it being just a straight sleeve at the beginning and then tapering you could put your remainder stitch remainder rows in the beginning of the sleeve or at the end or whatever one's closest to the body and it would work out that way or you could take it and if you don't mind it being straight um, at the cuff you could put your remainder rows at the cuff um, if you have a uh, you know, so basically it, c it comes out to what you want your shape to be and what, what your limits are. But I think candy would work pretty well. And this is the time of year, too, that you're expected to have candy around, right? So, and of course, um, you'll have had your hands all over it, so you need to eat it yourself after you're finished. <laughs> oh, and I sincerely hope you don't have like 500 stitches. <laughs> you'll be counting all day. But... Um, it would be fun if you're averse to candy or don't want to ruin your candy by putting your fingers all over it. Of course, you could use buttons or beads or anything else. Um, but do watch. If you have cats, they do like to steal things. So basically, that's that's my uh, story about remainders. I have a lot of examples, concrete examples, in the blog. So if you want to go look at that, it's math for knitters. That's the number four dot blogspot dot com, and it's all up there, and I'm going to link to it from this episode 41. I also um, typed up a quick hat recipe. I'm calling it a recipe. It's not really a pattern because it can be any yarn, any needle, any gauge, any size. You just have to do a little bit of arithmetic to make it work out for yourself. And so basically it's a worksheet, and I really, really welcome comments on it if somebody tries to do it and runs into trouble or wants more clarification in a particular area, please let me know and I will change it. I, it's, it was just something I threw together, so I, I just want some feedback on it if anybody has any trouble. And lastly, today, I got a note that somebody wanted to know <laughs> how many stitches are in a sweater. Um, her plan was to do some Christmas knitting, and she wanted to know how many stitches in the sweater so that she could then figure out how many stitches per day and then figure out how many, you know, how quickly she would have to do it. 
I advise very strongly against this. I think that if I actually knew how many stitches were in any given sweater, I would not do it. And yeah, I, I wouldn't do this. <laughs> and so in general, deadline knitting, you know, is not the most fun anyway for me. So, you know, I, I, I really just, uh, when she sent me that, I was just like, wow, that is such a bad idea, but I'm going to tell you how to do it anyway. Um, knowing that you probably don't want to know for myself, I estimate that an adult size sweater takes me about 40 hours of work, which, you know, since I don't do it for a living, takes me about a month. A really fast sweater I, c I do in three weeks, but typically it takes me about a month. I don't know about you guys, but anyway. Uh, the usual formula I've heard for sweaters, and I don't know if it applies to every sweater, and obviously if you have a lot of patterning or fiddly bits on a, on a particular section of a sweater and not on the rest, it might be wrong in terms of your stitch count. But basically, I've heard that both of the sleeves taken together equal about a third of the sweater. And then the body from the underarms to the hem is another third. And then the body from the underarms to the neck is another third. So I always figure if I'm knitting from the top down, once I get from the neck to the underarms and make the sleeves, then I'm two thirds through. And that, that tends to feel about right to me. I, I, I haven't actually checked it. But what I would do is I would pretend that you don't have waist shaping, even if you do, just for the sake of the estimate, and take your width at the underarm and multiply it by the stitches, by the stitch gauge to get the number of stitches around the body, and then take the rows from the underarm to the hem and multiply the number of rows by the number of stitches, and that would give you a third of the stitches that are in the sweater. And so you would take that number and multiply it by three and get your estimate. And once again, I, I really caution against this. Uh, it's really, really not a good idea. <laughs> um, I think a more reasonable goal would be to say the sleeve by this day, the other sleeve by this day, the body to, to the neck by this day, the body to the hem by this day. Um, but I also think that most people who you would want to knit a sweater for would be gracious enough to accept a photograph of the partially completed work and a promise uh, to get it as soon as it's finished. Anybody who wouldn't accept that as a Christmas gift doesn't deserve my knitting time. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I there's a reason that you choose sweater recipients very, very carefully. All right. Well, that's it for this podcast. Please let me know if you have any questions at all. Otherwise, I will come up with something, but it might take me a little bit longer and it might not be as interesting as the question you have. So please, please, please email or comment anything. Uh, once again, the website for this podcast is math for knitters. That's the number four dot blogspot dot com. I'm Laura. Have a good day. Bye bye.